Greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and I really don't have a title for today's podcast. Um, some of you might remember that a few weeks ago, I had had on many rounds, and the name of that show was Make Your Wrongs Right. And I'm having him back today for an update because uh, we've been talking about some things and there's been some new developments on things that we'd like to share. And so we felt it was appropriate to have Many Rounds back for a follow-up. So without any more delay, welcome to the show, Many Rounds. Great having you back. Thanks, Ray. Thanks for having me on. So you had some things on your mind you wanted to share. And I know the last time we talked was a few weeks ago. Um, and I know on Christmas Eve, you and I had got a similar revelation that we felt that something was going on as far as persecution. Did you have anything you wanted to share on that point? Yeah, um, some things that uh, God's been hitting me with. But uh, I'd like to say a prayer first, okay? Sure, yeah, we can pray. Father God, we'd just like to humbly ask you, Lord, to guide what we say here tonight, Lord, because uh, the time is near, and uh, your people need to hear from you, really. And... Uh, in, in our small power to help that endeavor, we, Lord, we, we, we're your humble servants here, and we just want to do what you want us to do. So we ask you to guide uh, our way in this podcast tonight. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, persecution. Yeah. Well, we're, we're at the cusp of a time that uh, was foretold a long time ago. And we're seeing the, the manifestation of a lot of different things all at one time coming to a head. I think uh, anybody that, that has, you know, the inkling of the spirit within them can tell what's, you know, coming down upon us. And uh, we just have to be rock solid in our, walk with jesus every day from the time we get up and you know throughout the day and then even while we're sleeping we have to ask him for protection and you know just to be alert to what it is he would he would alert us to uh if that need arises kind of what i've been getting is the the trap is about to be sprung okay and these people have been planning this a long time and uh, you know, in a way, it, it doesn't really matter the who's and, and the, the personalities involved and all of this that's this, out there in the world. You know, what really matters is, is where we stand with God. And in the end, I mean, we're going to all be standing in front of him alone. And um, it's important that we stay, you know, in communication with him all the time. It, that's you know basically the bullet point I'm getting, and I think a lot of other brothers and sisters are too. That it's just uh, it's time to really. I mean, you know, there's a lot of folks out there maybe that haven't actually um, thrown down the gauntlet and given it all to him. You know, and there's no time left. I mean, this is it. This is for all the marbles and your eternal disposition, whatever that's is 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 on the line so 
there's just no fool. There's no, there, you know, every, every moment, everything we do, everything we say, everything that we allow our minds to, uh, you know, swim around in is crucial right now. And we need to really be um, soaking deep in, in the waters, you know, that he provides is kind of what I'm getting. So soaking deep i want to touch on that for just a moment because you know there's many out there they attend church once a week and then they get to go about their business and they sometimes forget how to put the lord's word into practice and there's a lot of people out there who also have this nomenclature of once saved always saved and you know you accept jesus as your savior yes but that doesn't mean you just don't do anything afterward and many people believe that and this is what I've been talking about for the last year now, at least. I've been hammering this very heavy. You have to be putting the word into action. You have to be doing what it says. That's exactly it, man. That's exactly it. And uh, like a lot of folks, they, they, like, they'll get saved, you know, and they, they go to a church that's not maybe really uh, fruitful in, in, in instructing uh, new believers, you know. Or, or and so the folks don't get fed properly, and so they don't grow properly, and the world is right there at their disposal to just dive back into and get all messed up, you know. To put it in layman's terms, I mean that's well, that's I, what happens. I do know, and I just I want to say something on that point before you continue, and that is, you know, when I got saved, I got reborn in two thousand and eight because I had, you know. I guess about what six years of just partying and doing whatever when I lived back east. And when I got saved, I remember it was more or less, do you accept Jesus and do you repent of your sins? Well, I said, yes, I accept Jesus. and But I didn't understand. Nobody explained to me really what those sins were in detail. You can't just accept it and say, well, okay, but I'm going to keep going on drinking and womanizing and doing whatever I want to do. And treating people like scum and thinking that's okay. Because that's not Christ-like. That's not living like the Lord would want us to live. That's not living in accordance to God's word. And it's amazing because they're going to turn around and try to say that we're haters. Those of us who are following the word. And that's why it's important to know these things ahead of time. And I'm sure you would agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's, where I was, that's where I was going with that was uh, people haven't been mentored properly by someone, you know, that knows and uh they're they're at a, a you know a stark disadvantage about where they are you know they don't maybe they don't realize where they are but i think deep down they they have this uh sense of lack in their spirit that is telling them nagging at them they need to get deeper and deeper into it they need to get deeper and deeper into it and so and, and and the world's you know rushing by and they're busy and all this stuff and so they put it off, and the the urge you know dwindles a little bit but then it may come back at them and, and they they'll either you know um, listen to it or they'll ignore it again and then the Lord is continually you know merciful and trying to bring his his sheep back you know behind the walls of the pen you know and. Uh, they like to they like to go do what they want to go do, you know. So it, it takes a while for the roundup to happen, and and so this is the last roundup, and he's he's making the last calls right now. I mean, this is it. 
after this, I don't know, you know, his spirit is going to depart from this people. And once that happens, it's like it says, there's going to be a famine of the word, you know, there's going to be a famine of him. And um, I mean, they're going to persecute true believers uh, to death. He's, the Lord warned us in Matthew and others and Luke and stuff that they were going to kill us. I mean, they're literally going to take us before magistrates of some sort and have some tribunals. And then, you know, off you go to the ditch or whatever. And, and if you don't, if you don't deny your Lord, they'll probably kill you. And that's the bot. That's what, that's what's coming. That is what is coming. And there's just no, uh, there's no milking that. There's no turning that into some sort of chocolate milk to drink. I mean, it's, it's a bitter cup and it's just the way it is. And, and he said, follow us. And that means right to the end, you know, he who endures unto the end and the end may be, uh, you know, rather violent and, and uh, merciless because these people, they don't care. These, uh, these entities that are out there, um, they are um, doing the work of their father and their, their father is the depth of evil that is, that exists out there. A lot of people don't, understand just how truly evil and 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 awful it is but it is why you um, cannot be lukewarm you can't be lukewarm and turning back to the world you know the lord warns about being lukewarm and this is in revelation 3 i know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot i would thou were cold or hot so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot i will spew thee out of my mouth because thou sayest, I am rich and increase with goods. That means you feel like you don't need anything. You don't need the Lord. You think you have it all together. And have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So wretched and miserable. You know, you're angry, you're miserable, you're poor in spirit, and you're blind. You don't know what's going on, though you think you do. You think you have it all going on like a bag of chips. It's like, no, that ain't going mm -hmm. on. And naked because you're not clothed in salvation. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich. That means you're going to have to submit to him to be refined. And white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. You know, that's, you know, being caught naked, that's the sin. And anoint thine mm -hmm. eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. See what's going on around you. And additionally, that if you are lukewarm, he is displeased with your actions, or lack thereof. You know, that is the Lord not seeing himself in you. Then we look at Luke 12, the faithful servant and the evil servant. Let your waist be girded, and your lamps burning, and you yourselves be like men who wait for their master, when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching for him. Assuredly, I say to you that he will gird himself and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them. And if he should come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find them so, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, 
for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. In other words, stop playing around and keep watch, for the day of the Lord is at hand. So when we fast forward to verse 49, I came to send fire on earth, and how I wish it were already kindled, but I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how distressed I am until it is accomplished. Do you suppose that I come to give peace on earth? I tell you, not at all, but rather division, and that's happening right now. For from now on, five in one house will be divided, three against two and two against three. Father will be divided against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And then Jesus tells us to discern the times, verse 54. Then he also said to the multitudes, whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west, immediately you say, a shower is coming, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, there will be hot weather, and there is. Now, verse 56 is uh, key here. Luke 12, verse 56, Jesus said, hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it you do not discern this time? And that's where we are. Yeah. Oh, God's not yeah. dividing. He's only love. Oh, he wouldn't allow that. He says right here in his word. Jesus himself spoke those words. Yeah. And that is the key of what we're trying to hammer home with the, you know, it's, oh, once saved, always saved. Oh, it's, you know, it's, I don't have to do anything. I can just sit here because it's like, it doesn't work that way. That's why I went over the church of Laodicea because you you can't be thinking that you're just, you don't have to do anything. And it's like, but what you don't know is you're naked and you're wretched and you're poor and you're miserable because you're not buying the fine linen from the Lord. No, that, that's kind of what I was getting at. There's a lot of people that haven't been willing to dive in, you know, totally, just totally like Peter jumping out of the boat on the water. You know, that took, that took some nerve. That took a, a leap of faith, you know, to do that. Uh, you know, he got a little wet later, but but he had he had the nerve to do it, and and he was the only one in that boat to try it, and um, he trusted God. He looked right straight at Jesus Christ and said, "I'm coming to you, man. I am coming to you," and he jumped out there and he started walking on the water, man, and and you know, the Lord once once that occurred, okay, then the Lord has a tendency to put you through the refining. And well, what happened to Peter? <laughs> he got refined, you know. He 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 got wet that night, yeah. And he got through, you know. He, they they climbed back in the boat and went on. But then later on down the road, Peter got you know he got himself in a in a fix, not quite understanding how the kingdom was coming, you know. And uh, he ended up uh, out of fear, denying the Lord, you know, a few times, and realize afterwards what he's done and and that is something that a lot of people are going to end up getting tricked into doing some way if they're not grounded hard you know what i mean it's like they're going to be put up with a choice okay either you're going to go along with our program here and take our junk and and take our chip or whatever it is mark you know and Basically, trade your soul for a bowl of beans, or we're just going to kill you right here. And meanwhile, we're going to tear up your family in little pieces, you know, right in front of your eyes. The time of Esau. 
yeah, it's going to get that bad. And so the people are going to go, well, gosh, we didn't know this was coming, you know. And some people have been deceived into thinking they're not going to have to go through any of that. Well, smell the coffee. It's coming. And it has, it's already came for many people in other countries, you know, in a hard, hard fashion. I mean, look at all these Islamic nations out there where these people have become Christians within these families, just like you spoke about there a minute ago, where he's, he said he was going to send division. Well, if you get converted to Christianity and you're in a Muslim or Islamic uh, community now they're pretty devout people and they're pretty hard-nosed about you know their family members towing the line and staying within the faith and if you discard that faith and jump into the christianity faith well guess what you're you've just put your head on a chopping block and almost literally because they will kill you you know they have killed many people uh, people that they've, you know, captured in some wars and, and some, so a lot of times their own families, and uh, it's a serious thing. And there's not a lot of that publicized or talked about in churches. They don't talk about it about barely in, at all. It's live your best life now. And I want to repeat it again: Revelation three eighteen. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich. What that means is you are going to have to suffer. And the word says there is no suffering. There's no shame in suffering for the Lord. And no, you, can't, you can't turn back to the worldly comforts because if you do, then like you were just talking about with Peter, you know, you don't want the shame of thy nakedness to appear. You know, you want to know right. what time it is. You want to keep your eye focused on people are like, well, how do I get free of the sin? How do I? And I'm going to be doing a whole... um I think I'm going to do a series on that, actually. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. But, you know, I want to lay the reality out of what's coming because these are the things. And I, you and I talked briefly about this yesterday, and I think it ties in, brother, as to what we were talking about. Um, I saw this on Hal Turner's site, and it said, Bulletin, Flash, Urgent, Who Meeting in Secret to Convert Themselves into Enforceable Law Under Existing Treaty? Force Vaccines Outlaw Guns Public Health Issue. And it reads... The International Health Regulations Review Committee, known as IHRRC, of the World Health Organization is planning to meet in secret from Monday, January 9th, 2023 to Friday, January 13th, 2023. The IHRRC will be working to finalize what is now a 46-page document that includes proposed amendments to the International Health Regulations. Now, I'm going to come back to that in a moment. The proposed amendments would change the overall nature of the World Health Organization from an adversary organization that merely makes recommendations to a governing body whose proclamations would be legally binding. That's according to Article 1. Greatly expand the scope of the international health regulations to include scenarios that merely have a quote-unquote potential to impact public health. Seek to remove respect for dignity, uh, what do you think that is, human rights, and fundamental freedoms of people. That's according to Article 3. Give the Director General of the WHO control over the means of production through and allocation plans for health products, quote-unquote, to require developed states, parties, to supply pandemic response products as directed, Article 13a. Now, it's interesting. I just want to do a side note. In the Omnibus Spending Bill, they allocated funds for that. Most people don't know that. 
So we go on. Yeah, our, our money. Yeah. It will give the WHO the authority to require medical examinations, proof of prophylaxis, proof of vaccine, and to implement contact tracing, quarantine, and treatment, Article 18. I mentioned that in a recent podcast I did. I said how they're going to try to quarantine people and they're going to isolate them. Institute a system of global health certificates in digital or paper format, including test certificates, vaccine certificates, prophylaxis certificates, recovery certificates, passenger locator forms, and a traveler's health declaration. They've already been implementing that. And that's according to Articles 18, 23, 24, 27, 28, 31, 35, 36, 44, and Annexes 6, 7, and 8. Redirect unspecified billions of dollars to the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex with no accountability. Article 44A. Uh, they pretty much were doing that during COVID, so they've already been green-lighted on that. Allow the disclosure of personal health data. They've already been doing that. That's according to Article 45. Greatly expand the World Health Organization's capacity to censor what they consider to be misinformation and disinformation. I went over that in the last one. Now they're trying to say, oh, it's a conspiracy theory if you talk about these things. Yes, people are dying, but it's a conspiracy. You're not allowed to talk about it. But that's according to Annex 1, page 36. Create an obligation to build, provide, and maintain IHR infrastructure at points of entry to enable the WHO to undertake this censorship. In other words, they will be the governing body of everything you say and do. And they're going to be the thought police. So it goes on. The 76th World Health Assembly is scheduled to occur from Sunday, May 21st, 2023 to Tuesday, May 30th, 2023. In order for the proposed amendments to be considered during the 76th World Health Assembly, they must be submitted to the World Health Organization at least four months in advance. The IHRRC plans to submit these proposed amendments to the WHO by Sunday, January 15th, 2023. The international health regulations are existing, legally binding international law. If the proposed amendments are presented to the 76th World Health Assembly, they could be adopted by a simple majority of the 194 member nations. Welcome to your new world order. According to the already agreed upon rules of the IHR, if the proposed amendments are adopted, the member nations would not need to take any additional actions. The United States Senate would not be required to provide a two-thirds vote to give their advice and consent. No signatures by national leaders would be needed. Well, of course not. Biden signed us over to the WHO in May of 2022. So when Deborah Tavares says that we are the USA Inc. and we exist by name only, she's right on with that, by the way. So if anybody thought that what she was saying about 15-minute cities and isolating people was weird and out of the ordinary, it's all right here in what I just read. Thoughts? Well, the vice is tightening, you know? The news is tightening, and and uh, that's that's evidence that supports that that is the fact. And so, like I said, we're we're all, we're all going to be uh, on the wanted list, you know. And they will they will also, um, you know, provide incentives for people that are willing to, uh, you know, collect a bounty on us. Okay which is you know and, and in the times that are coming with food going to be scarcer and that's already happening shortage scarcer. 
shortages on the grocery shelves. There's been pictures of it coming out, YouTube videos of it coming out. So these people, you know, they're going to be more more inclined to go along with their program to make a few measly, you know, credits or whatever they're going to have at the time to help sustain their miserable existence, you know. But, uh, you know, the bottom line is they're coming for us. I mean, they're gutting for us. Our days, it's just like in the, in the book of Daniel, you know, when he was talking about how they were going to have power over us, okay, for, for a time. And they're going to be successful at it for a time. But there's always going to be a resistance to this, too. And, uh, you know, that's where we come in. I mean, we, we have to stand our ground, period. And not retreat, but actually move forward. <laughs> okay, you know, I mean, instead of shying from the battle, we need to be running to it, just like Jamie said. You know, in that uh, little discourse he had with uh, Steve Quayle, he's exactly right. That's that's the way you win a battle. He made know? excellent that's points you... in that, and that's why I posted that as my last entry on the blog because he made a lot of good points in that. Broadcast. Oh yeah. yeah, that that whole broadcast was. Uh, downloaded from high you know <laughs> and, and it was just uh, you know i thought it was kind of divinely appropriate that god would use a marine to basically state the uh current uh status of judgment that's coming upon this country i thought it was just awesome and by the way, I want to just clarify one thing. God is love, but people need to turn away from their wickedness and their wicked ways and treating others like scum, especially if you identify with a Christian. You are in sin and you're on notice. You can't, yeah. you can't say, well, I'm a believer, but and then you, you're walking in pride, which is the opposite of humiliation, and you're walking in unforgiveness because you're offended because you didn't like the way someone said something. You know, that's not going to bode well for you because Christians, true Christians are going to need to stick together. They are. It's not. And I believe God's going to start uh, moving his people here very soon. If he hasn't, I believe he already is moving people. Yeah, he, he's been moving people for a couple of years now. I yeah, think. he's going to have more of us laying down everything. I mean, that's essentially what it is. Lay down your life for the Lord, you know, yeah. pick up your cross and follow me. You know, yeah, you know, you you were talking about how, um, you know, he's going to create division, like you know, members of families against each other, and uh, this and that, and la da. And there's folks like that say, you know, well, gosh, you know, my husband doesn't want to follow the Lord, you know, and and this and that, and I I do, I want to do what the Lord wants me to do, and I feel like I should do this, but I don't know what to do, blah blah blah, you know, and. You have to do what the Lord says, okay? Abraham and his father were at odds. I mean, his father wasn't, which means he he worshipped idols and stuff, and he worked for Nimrod and all this other stuff he was doing. And Abraham was underneath his father's roof, and he went to some other folks, other patriarchs, to study and learn and, you know, learn the ways of the Lord for a while. But he knew the Lord told him he had to leave. He was going. It was time to go. And so he, he followed what God said to do. He, he, he did exactly. He obeyed. He obeyed. That, that's the thing is obey. Uh, someone said to me once, pray, trust, obey. Okay. So 
it's a simple formula. You pray about it. You trust God on it. And that's a tough thing sometimes because you have to jump out of that boat and jump in the water, you know, which means, you know, you may have to leave. You may have to go somewhere. You may have to, whatever the Lord's leading you to do, you're far better off doing that than staying where you are and in a, in a place where you're hindering his ability to protect and guide and teach you, you know, what what you need to do. And so, some of us, he wants us to teach others and lead by example, those of us who are serving him. And, you know, it is going to get to a point where people are going to throw each other under the bus because they're, look what happened during COVID. Everybody was, it was, oh, hate on those people who don't wear masks. Hate on them if they don't take this uh, jabberwack juice. Hate on them for this. Hate on them for that. Oh, you're a hater. You don't care about the safety of others. You see, they were getting everything pumped and primed, and everyone was getting acclimated and conditioned through all of it. And there are a few people who have woken up for that and realized that that was not right. But it just goes to show you how they were pulling the strings of the general public, and nobody was none the wiser and could see it. Yeah, well, the, you know, you, you have to consider how they're being fed. You know, if they're not in the Word all the time, and if they're not walking with the Lord every day, every minute, that they can, you know, consciously making an effort with all their heart, soul, and mind and strength, then they're going to be at risk of being influenced by these outside forces that are trying to coerce them into doing the wrong thing, you know, and and take your little child down to some center and have them jabbed with some junk and then find out a week later your kid's having some serious medical problems. Duh, you know, it's like, Good grief. Uh, it's like that vision of that cop. The Lord showed him that all these parents were just walking up on this bridge, basically, and throwing their kids off off, off the bridge, you know. Uh, I can't remember that fellow's name. He was a sheriff or something, retired sheriff. Well, you might remember his name. I know who you're talking anyway. about. He was on, uh, he was in uh, Amerageddon, the movie. And yeah, and he right. was on. He was on with Steve Quill and Hagman about a year or two ago now, and he had a yeah. dream, and it, he woke up in a cold sweat. And he was he was shown, he was shown a vision of people walking up to a bridge, and throwing their children off. Right, and, and people would say, that's, "Oh, that's a nightmare. That's, that's not of God." It's like, no, God is going to use things to show people what they're doing, to put it yeah. in perspective, because that's essentially what you're doing. Yep. And, you know, it reminds me, too, doing. and people are blinded by the I idols. They want to hang on to their idols. I still see people running around, uh, you know, oh, Trump 2024. And if you try to talk any sense into them, they're just it's like there's they're just zombified. It's like they still think that somebody politically is going to come and save them, but they refuse to do what they're supposed to do. And then they're going to get mad at everybody else who tries to tell them the truth. You know, that's another thing that's going to happen. Because when their little bubble has popped, that's not going to go over too well. You know, Jesus, when he was on the beach that day with the boys fishing, all he said was, follow me, right? And these guys dropped their nets. That's it. They did. They dropped their nets, jumped off the boat, walked up on the sand, and followed him. And that is what he's asking. That's all he's asking. Follow him, you know? And learn his way. Learn his ways. I mean, these guys did not know if they were coming back and when they were coming back. They had no idea where they were going to go. All they knew was this man, you know, was from God. And he, he was asking him 
asking them to follow him. If people are just on the edge and they're and they're and they're wondering, you know, all they need is another little, just a nudge of faith instillment or something in them. You know, do it. Go. Pray, trust, obey. Trust him. He's going to carry you through, you know, and he'll provide a way whether where you think there is no way. You know, you're looking at the your 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 mind is racing and you're and you're thinking, well, what'll happen here and what'll happen there and this and that. Well, guess what? Jesus Christ, the creator of the universe, is walking with you. Okay. If he is for you, who can be against you? Really? You know? Well just said. go. Just do it. I mean, that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. You know, I mean back in in, in the days of Joshua, he was close to death and he was trying to instill the people that were around him with the right uh attitude towards their faith and and he told him he said look i don't you know if if god isn't the god then don't follow him but if god's god then follow him as for me and my house we're going to follow the lord you know and if you don't this is this is what's going to happen you know all these bad things all these things that moses spoke about in Deuteronomy 28, you know, the curses and the blessings, the, you know, of what will happen to you or what would happen to a nation that abandoned God and, and turned the other way and, and chased after the world or chased after the, you know, the easy route or whatever, the, the candy, you know, the, it's, it's just, that's, that's just the way it works. So keep it simple, stupid is my motto. And, and, as for me and my house, we're going to follow God. And if that means that the trucks pull up and they drag me and my family out in the street and they take and they and they say, you know, you've got a choice. You you can jump in the back of the truck, but you got to deny your deny Jesus. And that's like negative, bud. You know, you can do what you're going to do. And that's you know, you have to. I mean, think of some of the stuff that like Demetrius went through. You know, I mean, he was pummeled by those guys. <clears throat> The secret police. He wasn't a real big guy, you know. He was probably five foot two, something like that. Well, think of the but boot camp guys, training that he puts his servants through. You, me, uh, yeah, he's put yeah. Linda through it. He's put up many, several of us through it. But then the average person who attends church thinks that they're never going to have to go through that. And it's like, well, God wouldn't do that. And it's like, well, well he actually, he will because he has to refine you to get get his bride ready. You know what? <clears throat> I I understand where they're at because I was there. And it's just a matter of being so afraid to, to really totally commit. To so totally was I. And you know what it was? Christ. And you know what it was, brother? It was the fact that I needed a real good kick in the rear end to get myself into gear. Because unless somebody was telling me straight up hardcore what I needed to do, you know, I think the problem is a lot of it, it's it's too nice. We're, we're being too nice about it. It's, it's sugarcoating everything. And we don't have time for that anymore. There is not time for that. No, there never was time because you never know, man. The person that you might talk to, his ticket's up tomorrow. You know, you don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're, we're talking in a general sense that, yeah, things are coming upon the world and the country and this and that and la da da, and Jesus is coming. You know, uh, you know, pretty soon, and all this hell's gonna break loose and la da 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 da. But for some people, man, Armageddon is tomorrow for them. You know, they're gonna be going. And it could be a mudslide. It could be uh, an earthquake. It could be 
a plane crash. It could be a bus hits you in the middle of the street or, a, you know, a vehicle or one of these people that's jacked up just plows into your car from the other lane. I mean, whatever, you know, the, the, there's all kinds of ways to go, but you just never know, man, the, the moment you go. You just don't. You don't because you know, that's the season we're in now. Yeah. And right. so you could die in your you sleep. Have to be, you have to be dressed to go. Okay. Is basically it. And if you're not dressed to go, well, you know, you're going to be ending up in a bad place and nobody, nobody, it's, it's, I've, I've seen an inkling of it myself years ago and nobody wants to go there. Nobody wants to go there. You know, some people think, oh yeah, I'm going to be down there with my buddies drinking beer. No, you're not. You're going to be in utter darkness. There's no cavalry coming to the rescue ever. And it doesn't, it doesn't end. It never ends. Well, Revelation 3, 19, as many as I love, I rebuke, means I tell them what they're doing wrong, and I chasten, refine them, be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh, that means endure, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and I'm set down with my father in his throne. Important to mention that because, you know, it's not about having that drink with your buddy or, you know, just being entertained all the time. You know, it's like anything. You have to work toward it, you know? Yeah. And the, and the Lord will meet you where you are. That's right. You know, nobody's perfect, okay? People think, oh, you know, you think you, you guys, people think you're also perfect and all this and that. None of us are perfect here, man, you know? But persistence persistence is the key he's looking for persistence keep doggedly pursuing him and and seeking him stand on the faith you have and he will give you more and if you lack wisdom ask him gosh the rewards are so awesome you know even here in this life you realize my gosh you know the king of the universe chose me to do something you know it's like by golly uh uh, you know, how humbling is that? How humbling is that? You know, you best do good while you're, you know, walking there with him because, oh, man, it's just, it's just awesome. It's just so awesome. You, you know, you, your eyes open, like you say, you're, you know, the eye salve thing. The eye salve thing is a process and you start to see things in a different way that you never saw before. And he opens up things to you that you never understood before. The more you read the word, there's sometimes you'll read a passage 30 times and not grasp, you know, something out of it. And then all of a sudden, boom, it comes, it comes, it, it hits you like a, like a ton of bricks. You go, Oh, get it. You know, I get it. Thanks Lord. You know, wow. And it just blows you away. If more people read their Bibles on a consistent basis, they would, you know, that, that that's part of the problem, too. This country is so blessed and and so um, it's it's saturated with the Bible. I mean, there's it's the bestseller, right? You'd think this country would would have it together because of that. But people buy them and they read a little of it, maybe, and then they put it away and they don't read any more. They don't they don't constantly or consistently absorb it. And that's 
what he said was, it's the food. It is the waters. It is me. You know, it's a living thing. And that's how you get close to Jesus Christ. That's how you get close to God. That's how you learn about him. And we're so blessed to have these scriptures to read. You know, back in the day when, when, the, when the disciples were running around, they didn't have copies of the Bible laying around. They could just pick up and read every time. They had to go to synagogue. And sometimes they would only read one or two lines. And that was all you got, you know, unless you hung out with the scribes and soaked up whatever you could from them. But um, it, it, it's, it wasn't like it is today. Well, we know? have to remember and, that there's no shame in suffering for being a Christian. Second Timothy 2, 11 through 14. It is a faithful saying, <clears throat> for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we believe not... He abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit. That means don't be fighting over useless, meaningless words and banter, but to the subverting of the hearers, those who are willing to listen and hear what the Lord is saying. We know when it gets uncomfortable, many want to turn around and they want to choose a world that is essentially turning to slop. While the Lord is building mansions for us in heaven. Yeah. And all he's asking us to do is deny ourselves and suffer for a little bit to refine us and get us ready to come to live with him eternally. Let me let me read a little something I came across today. Because that kind of hits on that point. Yeah, sure. Okay. This is out of a, a book I found. This used to belong to a pastor, but he, he's passed on. And I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, pick up a lot of his library. And, and I found this today, and it's called Of the Imitation of Christ, okay? Now, this this is a, uh, a, a more recent publication, like in the 50s somewhere, but this writings, these writings have been around for 500 years. Hey, before you go on, are you, yeah. is there an aircraft or something above you, or are you far away from your house? Because we are getting some, I'm picking up in my headphones on your end like a weird hum. Like a buzzing noise. Oh, maybe it's a maybe it's a fluorescent lamp. Let me see. Is it off? Yeah, now it's quiet. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, it was like a um, and I was like, yeah, it's a fluorescent bulb. I, that's why I don't like fluorescent lights that much. But anyway, um, okay, so I'm gonna just read it. That true comfort must be sought in alone is the title. Whatever I can desire or imagine for my comfort, I do not look for it here. But hereafter, for if I could have all the comforts of the world and enjoy all its delights, it is certain that they could not last long. Wherefore, you cannot, O oh my soul, be fully comforted nor perfectly refreshed except in God, who is the comforter of the poor and the defender of the humble. Wait a little, O oh my soul, wait for the divine promise, and you shall have abundance of all good things in heaven. If you unduly desire the things which are present, you will lose those which are eternal and heavenly. Use the temporal, desire the eternal. You cannot satisfy yourself with any temporal goods because you were not created for the purpose of enjoying them. Though you had all created goods, you could not be happy and blessed, but in God, who made all things, your whole blessedness and felicity consist. Not the kind of happiness which is approved and praised by the foolish lovers of this world, but such as the good and faithful of Christ look for 
and of which the spiritual and pure in heart, whose conversation is in heaven, sometimes enjoy a foretaste. Vain and brief is all human consolation. Blessed and true is that solace which is felt within from the truth. A devout man carries with him everywhere Jesus, his comforter, and says to him, Be with me, O Lord Jesus, in every place and at all times. Let this be my consolation, to be quite willing to be without all human relief. And if thy consolation be wanting, let thy will and the trial I justly undergo be for me my highest comfort. For thou wilt not always be angry, neither shall thy wrath hang over me forever. It gets to the what? point of First John two fifteen through 17, Love not the world, neither the things of the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, that's the wanting, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. You know, and what you just read also, that goes right back to what I was just saying in the beginning with Revelation 3.17, because thou sayest, I am rich and increase with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. You know, you're essentially without, you're not spiritually fulfilled. And and if they don't, if they don't jump off that boat, they're never going to know. And that's what I think the gist of what the Lord was showing me is that we're at the time where it's either fish or cut bait, man, you know? And very soon the night is coming when it's going to be a lot more difficult for folks to be fed or to be fed spiritually, I mean, and, and, and to receive the word of God and to understand because of the drenuous stressful uh, environment that they're going to be in is not going to be conducive to learning about God's ways, you know, unless, you know, by, by a miracle, they are taken apart and they're, and they're in the association of strong believers. And that's, you know, my prayer that, that folks that get dispersed or folks that are, find themselves in the middle of nowhere or whatever, um, and somehow free, okay, uh, that they that they find believers, and that they that they are very careful about how they go about finding them, because it's going to be a very hostile environment for Christians. Period. Like like we've been talking, they're going to be hunting us down. They're going to be hunting for us. And, you know, the the enemy wants to eradicate everything and anything that has to do with Jesus Christ off this planet. So. Well, That's and those who are doing that, they are forfeiting eternal salvation to be fed into a control like a controlled Borg system, essentially. Yeah, because that's what they're doing. And uh, it's 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 upon us. Okay, it's upon us. I mean, things are uh, unraveling really quickly. They're just happening very fast, very quickly now. I believe and... that that's what you and I were getting on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And then you said, what was it today or was it yesterday? You said that you were, you asked me if I was getting anything. And I said, well, I've had a lot going on behind the scenes, so I haven't really got anything, but really nothing's changed. Things are just progressing mm -hmm. rapidly. Well, I just, I just, I just have a sense that they're going to drop the trap pretty quick and, and it's going to be, I don't know, maybe another uh, plague that comes out. That's going to be a lot more severe 
that's going to kill a lot of people really quick, you know, and then that will enable them to. That's going to be the uh, iron fist of rule that I just read about the who doing. Yeah. You know, that then they're going to shut everything down tight, you know, and, 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 and they're going to have all these laws ready to go to just drop in place. And then they wouldn't be trying to pull any of this off now unless they thought they could pull it off, which means they have their ducks in a row, man. They have their goons ready to go somewhere. They have all the weapons they need. They have all the little, you know, specialized uh, high-tech trinkets that they're going to use upon everyone. So it's not, you know, it, to some of us, it's not going to be a big surprise that this is coming down because we've we've been watching. We've been watching, you know, we've been keeping watch. And so we see these things that are accumulating out there. And when they drop the trap, man, you know, you best be ready to stand your ground. You have to stand your ground. And I mean, like, stand your ground spiritually, stand your faith. Your faith is going to need to be rock solid, period. And uh, trust in God alone. You know, trust no man, trust in God alone. And you'll be all right. In the end, you'll be all right. And people no are asking, they, they need to cry out for more faith, more nourishment, you know, pure spiritual food, not baby's milk. And how do you do that? Well, the word, and I've said before, I'm like, the best thing you can do is get into that word. And if you have to even start decreeing and praying the word to the Lord, because he loves it when we repeat his word back to him. Oh, yeah. And guess what? The demons hate it. <laughs> they don't want to hear it. You know, you can, I mean, if you say it out, you read it out loud, they don't like it, man. They, they And that kind of keeps them at bay, keeps them away. Because they don't want to be around you when you're doing all that. And, uh, and and they know, you know, don't be afraid to use the power, you know, because you have been given the authority to use it, which means you, you can speak. You can speak to those entities. If you censor around you, you can say, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke you. And I send you to the feet of Jesus Christ. They don't want to go there. Or I send you to, the, you know, Lord, send them to the depths of hell, you know. And or or whatever, send them to a desolate place. And guess what? Word gets around. You know, the demons don't want to hang around that guy because he's he knows what he can do. You know, so don't don't be afraid to use that authority, and realize you have that authority because God gave it to you. Jesus gave it to you. He, he delegated it to you. You know. Gosh. Well, they certainly don't like this podcast because we're certainly getting interfered with. What were some? There were some other points now that you had told me. I know you were making some bullet points. What else did you want to talk about while you're here? Um. Well, they're going to start drafting people. Okay, the draft is coming. That's one thing I was going to mention. That uh, you know, you've got kids of draft age, or you're you're of draft age, um, or you have people in the military right now. Um. You know, all the signs are out there. They're gearing up for a big war, okay? And they're going to do the dirty deed. We have, we have as long as it's going to take the Russians to occupy the area from the Dnieper River east. And once they do, once they have that area occupied, and uh, and and they're thick in Belarus, which is up north, okay? Which they're getting thicker there all the time. I mean, they're sending train load and train load and train load of armor and, and weapons and all kinds of gear. Um, they're sending boats over to, to England with nuclear weapons on board. Uh, what does that tell you? You know, uh, they're 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 kind of holding back a little bit right now. 
because they're setting up for a large movement into Ukraine. Now, I don't know how long it's going to take them to occupy that whole area because you've got NATO on the other side that's fueling them, fueling the Ukrainians with all kinds of crazy weapons that we are giving them, which is depleting our supply of weapons and leaving us high and dry and our military high and dry here in the States and very vulnerable to uh, whatever it is they plan on doing here. But the bottom line is that we only probably have until that area is occupied by the Russians before the United States does the dirty deed. And the dirty deed is going to be a nuclear firestorm, you know, all throughout that region. And when that happens, well, guess what the Russians are going to do? <laughs> they're going to send a response back and they're not going to be, uh, you know, doing any pussyfooting around about it. They're going to launch a major nuclear attack upon the United States. So that I, I don't that's not going to be too far off. I mean, we're living in those times. That's the bottom line. So you need to be walking really tight with the Lord right now, period, because they're going to draft your kids. They're going to draft you if you're draftable. And I don't know how they're going to enforce that because, you know, there's a lot of people that are aware of what's going on with the jab and all that, <clears throat> and they don't want to take it. And I noticed that Biden kind of backed off on his requirement there for the military to get jabbed. Well, I wonder how that made the rest of the military that already got jabbed feel, you know. I, w I would bet their morale is probably in the tank by now. Well, that was done deliberately, yeah. as you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and they're not saying, but I would imagine there are a lot of people in our military right now that are sick as dogs. Okay. And you're probably only going to hear that from people that know these people, their friends or relatives of some of these service members. And they have you know, they've been to the hospitals to go visit their loved one, you know, or whatever, or they're hearing, you know, they had to take care of somebody's kids because the spouse had to go visit their sick service member in a VA hospital somewhere. I, you know, I don't know how, how all that's going, but I know the news media is going to basically put the clamp down on any information they can that comes out about any of that. So they're going to, you know, they're going to whoop up this war and I would imagine we're going to lose a lot of ships. I mean, the Chinese are probably going to launch something toward Taiwan and at, simultaneously, they're not going to sit back and just let Pearl Harbor continue business as usual. They're going to hit that place. They're going to strike gonna while Guam. the iron. No, they'll strike while the iron is hot. Yeah, they'll hit Guam. They may even hit San Diego because they want to turn our Navy into a total cluster foxtrot. You know, and so they're going to create some havoc and we're going to lose a lot of ships and, and we're going to lose a lot of personnel. I, I you know, I, I figured at, at the onset, we're probably going to lose somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 15,000 guys right off the bat. OK, now that is a lot of Navy people. OK, 15,000 personnel manning all those ships. OK they're not going to get those replaced real quick. And then we have, I don't know how many ships left, you know, but our whole Navy is going to be on the highest alert it's ever been on. And then um, it's going to be, you know, a knockdown drag out for, 
a, a, a while, I would imagine, which is going to weaken the United States even further and, and setting us up for, you know, this, this invasion by Russia that so many have seen or dreamt about or, you know, been given visions of for the last 30, 40 years, you know, 50 years. People have seen this and it's coming and it's almost here. I mean, it's, you know, it's right around the corner, folks. So, well, let's not forget um, then. All we, so aside from the war and we know what's happening with the persecution and how they're ramping that up, then we also have to consider, too, the disasters that are coming. We had the ice storm. We had that extreme cold. Now we're seeing the, quote unquote, atmospheric rivers. And yeah, I know right. you and I had discussed that, you know, all they would need next is a earthquake, which, by the way, uh, you know, it's interesting because I was re-listening to that piece with Tavares that I had posted. And she even said, you know, these reservoirs, when they're at capacity, that's going to trigger that could trigger faults. And it's convenient what's happening out on the West Coast right now. Yeah. Yeah, that water weighs a lot. I think it's... uh Eight pounds a gallon or something like that. I know a five-gallon jug weighs about 40 pounds, 45 pounds. So, you know, it's a lot of weight. You had the fires, and then you have all that rain. And then what if you have a great shaking? Yeah, well, then you got a big, giant mud pie is what you got. And uh, people have seen that, especially in California. But it could, ha you know, it, it could shake Arizona and Nevada pretty bad also. And parts of Mexico, really bad and uh create a, a situation that's going to be resource draining you know resource logistic nightmare of nightmares and then you're trying to conduct military ops during all of that well it's going to be uh like spreading the thinnest butter on the on the, that you can possibly imagine it's, it's going to be hard so and our logistic situation is deadlined i mean it's it's broke and you go to the supermarket well, well imagine the effects that it's having on the manufacturing or the or the resources of uh tooling and and hardware and petroleum products and all that kind of stuff that the military uses large quantities of on a daily basis to keep itself running and you have uh you know logistic guys pulling their hair out and uh on top of everything else they're going to be dealing with so well, it's all setting then, the stage for the perfect storm to also for the economy and everything else and then supplies and food and everything else so that when they're all when there are all these shortages, that'll make it much easier to get people to, you know, bend to their will and break their will. Yes. Yes. It's the gloomiest grim picture there has ever been. And that is why we need to be really strong in our faith, because it's going to be a constant battle to fend off the depression and fend off, you know, the hopelessness that it looks like. But that's where the light comes in, you know, the real true light of Jesus Christ comes in through us that people are going to see and they're going to want some of that. And the ones that haven't been turned over already, you know, they're going to, they are going to want to know why we have hope. Why is it we are not as downcast as, as the most of them? You know, why is, it, why is it that we're able to cope with, with all of this stuff and, and to walk with a, with a, with a hope that, that gives us this light? You know, that day's coming too. 
So, you know, be be the light on the hill. So be the light, the you know, up on a candlestick. And uh, it's hard to do that when when you yourself are not fully equipped to, to do it. You have to really seek God right now because the ark door is closing and the rain is coming. And uh, you know, as for me and my house, man, we're going to serve the Lord. We don't have a lot of time, brother. Well, that goes back to Revelation 3.18. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich. And why close the wear? You want to be putting on the attire now because you don't want to wait and become a victim and go in the darkness. You know, that's essentially right. where we're going with this. Yeah. Just to backtrack a minute about the guys in the military, you know, um, if you if you are in such a situation where you do get drafted, let's say, and you are drafted, you're in, okay, you're going, and you're you're on a C-141, and you're in a plane full of people, um, you're going to be in a plane full of people of all ages here, because they're going to draft people that you would not expect, okay, they're going to be drafting older folks as well, you know, and, and some of those people are going to be Christians, okay, there's no doubt, God is going to send some of his people through this, and, and out there, and, and to be there, as his ambassadors you know, to receive other Christians. If you're in such a situation and, and be careful about it, but just, you know, the Lord will guide you and don't lose hope and, 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 you know, realize God has you covered. And uh, like it says in uh, Psalm 91, you know, if 10,000 fall at one side of you or a thousand at the other side of you. You will not be moved, you know, and just go go with that because that that promise is a promise and uh our god keeps promises okay that's his that's what he does amen he does so his, his word is his word is true his word is faithful it never fails you know his word is going to be fulfilled so put your trust in him put your trust in him and uh resist the devil and he will flee from you and, don't let them stab you with nothing. <laughs> you know, and if that means a court martial, well, then that's what that means, you know. But don't let them do it. Well, Those guys, right. I tell you what, the guys that said no, and they later got kicked out, you know, um, I'd serve with those guys anywhere because I know they'll go again. They'll go all the way to the wall. They will go all the way to the wall, and I know I can. They're, they're going to cover my back, you know. I pray for the ones that didn't. I pray for the guys that are sick right now. And I mean, I've I've seen some things about what's happening to those guys. And I'll tell you what, it's a huge, gigantic, mega tragedy that has occurred. And um, I, I pray that that they that they repent and that they seek God on it because that's a, that's their only chance, really. And then for all the people out there that you know, have, have been injured and maimed and all this other stuff. And, the, and there's nobody out there that is really able to console them except the Lord. And many of them don't even know that, that they can be consoled and they can be forgiven and they can be cured. They can be healed. That's God's in that business. So he heals people. So you have to trust him on that too. And there's nothing they can do to you that, that he can't undo unless 
you you're getting over and you take the mark. That's it. You know, that's but why I said earlier, you got to meet, he'll meet you where you are. So going down your checklist, were there any other points that you wanted to cover before we wrap up today? The full measure of commitment, man, the full measure, give him, give him, give the Lord your full measure, you know, drop your net and follow him, drop your net and follow him. Sometimes he, the Lord will ask you to do something that's, that's, that's pretty hard, you know, and, and you can't be worrying about what other people think. Okay. You have to think about who you're going to answer to. You know, that's a good point to mention. Would you say that that's a big problem, a part of it? Or would you say that that's a big part of it? Because many are like, oh, well, I can't do this because what will they think of me? Or what will my friend think? Or what will my family think? And it's like, we're reaching that point. You can't be delayed on that. Yeah, you you know, you 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 have to trust God, man. Trust Just trust God that he is going to guide you. And don't look back. The angel told Lot and his family, don't look back. Do not look back. Go. Leave here. Leave this place, you know, uh, and don't look back. And so if that's what God's telling you and you know that's what he's telling you to do, um, <laughs> all, all, everything will fall into place if you trust him, as dire as it may be. And he will comfort you through your grief because it's hard to leave loved ones. It is. It's hard. I've done it. it. It was the hardest thing I had to do in my life. There are divisions that are occurring right now. And a lot of, you know, many might reach out and say, well, what if my husband or my wife, you know, they don't want, they don't want to leave and I'm getting pulled by the Lord that he wants me to go. I mean, we have to remember scripture. Yes, we do honor marriage, but we also have to remember that you don't love anybody else more than God. Yeah. You know, he said, he who loves his mother or his father or his wife or his husband or his kids or whatever more than me is not worthy of me. Right? Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what he said. And so, you know, he tested Abraham that way. But he also provided Abraham a way to deal with it. You know, I mean, he, he had Abraham prove himself. And he's going to have us prove he's that's that's what he does. He lets us know where that wall is, you know, <laughs> and sometimes he'll pin you against it. Well, you know, you have to you have to to learn something that he's trying to teach you that is so profound. Um, that sometimes you have to go to that wall. And so you'll never learn it unless you do. You'll never receive the full blessing that he has for you unless you do it. Many don't know you had so, to walk. You had to walk that once. Yes, God forbid. I hope He doesn't have me do it again ever. But, but I know that the day is coming when I'm going to have to lay it all down for Him. And I and I already. I mean, I did that already. I've done it. You know, I have laid everything down for Him. I am His. Period. End of story. You know, and that's where people need to be. Is is they need to have their lives laid before the cross man and say god do with me what you want whatever it is that's the nuclear prayer man that's what people need to do is pray the nuclear prayer go ahead don't be afraid to do it you know it, because you know once you do it you know god's going to move he's going to move on, on your life he's going to do something that may be totally drastic in in lots of other people's eyes but 
you have to realize that God is is doing this with you. Okay, He's not going to leave you or forsake you. You know, He's walking with you. So step out and trust Him, and do what you know you need to do. And the persecution will come. Yeah, you're going to get some heat rounds. You know, they're going to come. But you know in your heart of hearts, and you know that your God it goes before you. So just keep going with him and continue in his word and in prayer. And the prayer time is really important because that's where you really receive his comfort. A lot of times that's when you get his comfort and you get instruction. And, you know, he, he works through your subconscious. He works through your dreams. He works. Sometimes he'll give you a word straight up. You'll hear it. You'll, you'll audibly hear him. And it's an awesome thing, you know. But it, he honors those who honor him. Humble yourself before him. Give everything you have. And that's it. It's a simple formula, really. I mean, there's people that have, you know, followed God, man. They're not necessarily the brightest pencils in the, in the box. It doesn't matter because their heart was in the right place, you know. And whatever they might be lacking, God will provide it for them. Some of the greatest saints that have ever lived. We're just humble servants that nobody knows about, you know? Nobody knows about them, except God. That's how he does things. He uses the lowly. I mean, he chose little lowly David to lead his nation. I mean, he, Jesus himself, you know, was no high-powered, great-looking, um, you know, Don Juan of a dude. He was just a carpenter that busted his butt every day chopping wood. Okay, sawing huge trees down and dragging lumber around, you know, and, and he was born in a barn. I mean, you know, that's how he works. That's how the Lord works. He chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and all that. He's an awesome God. That's what he does. Praise God, you know. Give it all to him. Don't that's hang my, on to it. Yep. That's my God, man. He, he can turn things around. <laughs> that's what he does. Oh, I've seen him do it. He's done it in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank you for being on the show today. Did you want to give Thanks out your Did you want to give out your website or let um, listeners know where they can well, find you if they don't know about you? Yeah, it's uh, many many rounds on YouTube, many rounds, just like it sounds. And then uh, the Fellowship of the Fortified Tower is on WordPress. I have a few videos up there, and some of them are like help videos, you know. Like things like what to pack in your pack. I would suggest also one 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 last thing maybe is folks, if you haven't packed a pack and thrown it in your car or have some kind of bag in your house ready to go, or maybe in a couple different places, because you know, who knows how all this is gonna go. But you need to have a few essential items in that pack. And there's a plethora of survival videos out there on YouTube to learn what to pack. In those packs, there's special forces guys, there's all these Green Berets and all these other people out there that know um, how to make it uh, quicker, faster, better, okay? And common sense, I mean, it's just a matter of uh, prepping, being prepared a little bit and practicing a little bit and doing some basic things because that's where we're going. We're going back to, you know, the old ways are going to be the way because there's not going to be power, there's not going to be fuel. There's not going to be tons of food. You're not going to be able to go to just, you know, Walmart and go shopping because 
they're going to allocate who can go shopping. And if you don't have the requirements that they deem, uh, you know, legal, then you're not going to be able to go shopping. So you're going to need pray and uh, ask God to lead you and guide you and what to prep or what to stock stock up on. It's important to, uh, yeah, and that's a good point because what they'll try to do also is try to say, come to this camp or this relocation center and we'll take care of you. Yeah, right. We're going to take you to a good place. You ain't coming back out of there. You ain't coming back out of there. No. You know, that I was I was watching some of the stuff that's going on in California right now, and those people, <laughs> they're being evacuated out. Well, the odds are pretty good that they're never coming back to those homes because they're going to be deemed unsafe. They're going to condemn them or whatever they're going to do. They're going to make it um, impossible for those people to go back there and live. The ground's going to be unstable and all this other stuff. There's going to be, you know, sewage running around everywhere. It's going to be an unhealthy situation. So. They'll set up um, places of, you know, refuge for these people to go, whether it's uh, at first it might be hotels and it might seem like a good thing. They're going to set you up in a hotel and you're going to have, you know, a bed and breakfast type of situation going on every day. But then again, it may not be the case. So you might find yourself walking into a trap. You don't want to find out. That's the point. No, no, you, you don't want to end up, you know, on the wrong side of a fence. So, you know, be wise as serpents, man, you know, and keep your eyes open about what they're telling you and and don't believe everything they say. They were trial running that, by the way, during the lockdowns and during when all that was going on with COVID. They were doing that in the United Kingdom. I know they were doing it. Um, I heard instances of quarantine in other places. That's why it was important to read that article I read earlier because yeah, it's all part of the plan and it's also part of the sustainability plan. You know, that's yeah, that's right. What, that's what right. they're going on. This whole World Economic Forum. This is all part of the plan. It's all tied together. Yeah, uh, you know, and remember, there was a time when uh, a government had made some edicts and some laws that were totally against God's ways, right? And there were a couple of people that decided to become outlaws and not follow the edicts, not follow their, um, you know, pretended laws or whatever that they came up with. And, you know, at the risk of their, their, their lives, they did this. And, but they made, they came out okay. They made out okay. And one of them was Daniel and then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, and and Jesus himself, I mean, they were outlaws. And, th- you know, what I'm getting to is that some of these laws they're going to come down with, um, you know, they're not legal, really. And they're not endorsed by God whatsoever. So, you know, you're not obligated to follow these laws that they're going to come down with. Resistance is not futile. Well, for those who don't know, they also have their clergy response teams. And they've that's been out since at least 2009, 2010. And, uh, you know, Alex Jones got a lot of heat on that. But there's a clip out there, and um, I'm going to put that up on the blog so people can hear it. But, yeah. Don't believe that, because that's what they're trying to do. You know, you were talking about the, 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 uh, the, the rivers and all that. Well, they're, they're trying to borg the world into this environment that... Uh, I guess these semi pseudo robots are going to be able to live in and the air is going to be harder to breathe for us 
straight human beings that are still pure bloods or whatever, as they call them. And uh, it's, it's going to be an environment that's extremely hostile to human beings and animals that are still living. They're, they're turning the world into, into a Borg world, okay? I don't know if you've ever seen the Borg on Star Trek, but that's exactly what they're doing. No, but I've yeah. seen the Matrix, and they corralled everybody into the AI system. Yeah, it's it's just similar. You know, they they always have to put out what they're going to do beforehand, some way, and that that's what they did. Yeah, and I was talking was, uh, to a sister yesterday about that. I'm like, if anybody's never seen that before, that movie came out in 1999, and very telling as to where things are now. And I just read recently they want to turn us into batteries. They want to what? They want to turn us into batteries. We have some bad interference. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, I don't know either, but. It's pretty quiet here. There's not much going on. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, but it's like it's electronic. Like I keep hearing noise. I don't know what it is. Oh. You'll hear it when you listen Um, to this. Okay. I don't know. But I think Um, we should wrap this up anyway. But you know, they are I read I read an article where they want to turn people into batteries. They've now stated this as their goal. Yeah. We're power sources. Just like the Matrix. You know? I'm going to post that clip up on YouTube for people who haven't seen it. Like, oh, that's another Christian film. I can't watch it. It's like, no, you need to watch that clip if you've ever seen that movie. Yeah, you broke up there a little bit. It doesn't matter. It captured it on my end. Well, many rounds. I thank you for being on today. And ladies and gentlemen, we pray that this has been a blessing to you. If you want to find many rounds, uh, his link will be up on my blog when this goes live. Jesus bless you. Thanks for listening. Y'all have a great week.